Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for women of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, and hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today I'm sharing with you episode number 9 called Time is on My Side. If you would like to share today's episode with a friend, just go to amomandamike.com and look for episode number 9 called Time is on My Side. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, A Mom and a Mike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. We've all heard the phrase, time flies when you're having fun. And we've all experienced the defeat of running out of time. Just the other day, I was saying to my husband, every year I say I need to find more time, and every year I find less and less of it. So I started thinking that this is just what happens as you get older. That racing from one thing to the next, not fully taking the time to enjoy it, was just a part of life. And then I decided, no. I'm not waiting until I retire to take control of the course of my day. So I began doing some research and trying some things out. And although I'm still in the process of learning, I discovered some life-altering strategies that have really helped. Although we can't bottle it up and use it when we need some extra, with these 10 steps, we can finally say, time is on my side. Number one, create a schedule and track your time. So what I've learned is that you can't begin to manage your time until you understand what and how much you're exactly spending your time on. This means sitting down and actually writing out what you do in the course of a day and roughly how much time it usually takes you to do it. Once you begin to think through and write down your daily and weekly routine, you can see what takes up space in your life. I tell you, it's an eye-opener when you're honest and you itemize the events that occupy an average day. The real key, though, is to write down beside it the amount of time it usually takes you to complete those certain things. Number two, organize your task with the four Ds. Writing out a list of tasks is one thing, but prioritizing and organizing your tasks is crucial for using your time wisely. So for me, what has helped is following the four Ds. Delegate, delete, defer, and do. Since my brain works in compartments like boxes, this method has really helped me organize my week. So each Sunday, I divide my paper into four boxes. I take my tasks or goals for that week, and I put each one in the appropriate box. Yes, it takes just a few minutes to do this, but trust me, you'll see how much smoother your week actually is. By dividing your task into categories, it forces you to evaluate each thing and put them into other boxes besides the I have to do everything box. Number three, break it into chunks. You know, in teaching, we have a method called chunking that is used in order to help a child accomplish getting his work done. So instead of giving the student an entire assignment all at once, what we'll do is we'll break it into chunks. See, to most kids, the whole assignment may seem overwhelming. And what happens when a kid is overwhelmed? They shut down. Adults are really no different. 
Sometimes it's hard to begin a task because, quite frankly, it's too big. Instead, you may find yourself putting that task aside and procrastinating it altogether. So the next time that happens to you, try this. Take the task and break it into pieces. Give yourself a due date, whether it requires one or not. Take a certain amount of days and write down what you will do each day to accomplish that goal. By the end of the week, or that due date that you've set for yourself, the big task that was once overwhelming has now become attainable. This is a great method for helping accomplish goals at work, but also for getting home projects done as well. Example, let's say you've been meaning to clean out this one closet you tend to store everything in. I use this example because I myself have a closet upstairs that's deemed I'm not sure what to do with this stuff, so let's throw it in a closet. Instead of saying to yourself, I really need to clean out this closet, give yourself the course of a five-day work week and write down what you want to accomplish for each day. Example, Monday, uh, organize all the holiday stuff, Tuesday, sort out items that belong to the kids, Wednesday, sort out items that belong to the whole family. Thursday, collect unwanted items and put them in a pile to donate. And maybe Friday, put things in tubs or containers and label them. Saturday, celebrate because that closet you've been wanting to organize in summer is finally done. Number four, get better at saying no. Managing your time means not adding anything onto your plate. And this is coming from the world's worst person for knowing how to respectfully say no. From the time I was young, I always felt it was my responsibility to make everyone happy. So when people asked me to help them or to do something for them, I could never refuse. But when you only say yes to things, you pile up your to-do list and cause yourself burnout and a ton of anxiety. Being able to say no will actually empower you and give you a sense of taking charge over your life. Number five, streamline your life. These three little words could possibly be the most life-changing words I've experienced to date. They have not only helped me, but they've provided a piece in me that's really hard to describe. Start by decluttering your workspace and electronic space. Our world is so digital nowadays, and people don't realize that digital clutter is a thing too. Unsubscribe from unwanted emails and clean out your inbox. Organize your files and folders online, as well as physical files on your desk. I have always lived by the rule that everything has a home, so put the item away in its little home. By doing this, though, you'll eliminate spending time later trying to hunt down the thing that you were looking for. Speaking of declutter, once a month, clean out your purse. And men, clean out your briefcase, gym bag, or satchel, aka your man purse. So my father-in-law used to always say to me in his Italian accent, Nikki, I never go into a woman's purse. After I asked him one day to grab my cell phone, I still understand the rationale behind his refusal, other than to think he was fearful something might jump out and bite him. In his defense, our purses are usually a dumping ground and can collect many unnecessary items by the end of the month. So, at the end of every month, clean it out. 
Number six, don't multitask. Give task its own space. So to all of us teachers out there, this one is like big daddy of them all. I mean, when I read that high multitaskers had less brain density in the anterior blah 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 something something cortex, I was like, wait, what? Like that's all teachers do all day, people. We multitask. I mean, seriously, we don't know how to teach without doing it. And most importantly, the demands we have in school are so much that we can't even accomplish everything we're expected to do without multitasking. So apparently, multiple studies have shown that multitasking overloads the brain. So instead of getting more done at once, it actually can have the opposite effect. Research also says that multitasking lowers your IQ. I'm telling you, it's a wonder I even have a brain cell left. It seems that our brains want us to be kind to them and focus on one thing at a time. Number seven, schedule and breaks. Time to unplug. Just like high intensity training is great for our bodies, where you run hard and fast and rest, focusing on a solid amount of time, then taking a break is imperative for helping us focus. The brain functions best when we go from moments of work to moments of rest. So try working on a task for 25 to 30 minutes straight, then take a brisk walk or get some coffee. You'll find that by adding these breaks in, you will get more done in less amount of time and the quality of your work will improve. Number eight, block out distractions. So I used to think, okay, if I can sit on the couch and write while I watch the Hallmark Channel, then I could accomplish a task all while being inspired by snow falling and people in love. But what I noticed was the show began and went, and I was still sitting with my laptop, without even such as a dent into my task. You have to remember, distractions are a part of the dark side when it comes to managing your time. Now when I write, I lock myself upstairs in the guest closet, and in half the time, I get twice as much done. Number nine, use a calendar. You know the saying, a boy and his dog? Well, let's just say I'm a girl in her calendar. And I don't just have one. Calendars for me keep my life in order and my mind clear. Whether it's a digital calendar or the good old fashioned kind, calendars are a lifesaver for planning your week and saving you time. Number 10, be unavailable. You know, one of my all-time favorite things to do when I'm streamlining my world is to be unavailable, to talk during certain times of the day. You know, back in the day before cell phones were around, when I was a single mom and my daughter was little, I used to come home from teaching and I would unplug my home phone for like two hours. I'm talking like yanking the cord right from the wall and not feeling one bit of guilt whatsoever. It would aggravate my mom and my friends so much that they couldn't get a hold of me. But I was honestly okay with that. Why? Because that was my time to spend with my daughter. To do some laundry in peace or watch Oprah without the phone ringing off the hook. Nowadays, with cells, we feel like we've got to be available 24-7. But we don't. You may not be ripping a phone cord out of the wall, but something as simple as turning off yourself for a couple of hours will provide you with the simplicity we all need. Time is such a precious commodity, 
because it's the one resource you can't get back. When you think about it, everything in this world is connected with time, whether it be the time that goes into our day or the years that make up our lives. Everything is bound by time. The way we manage time can either improve our quality of life or stunt our ability to live each day to the fullest. No, we can't add any more minutes to our day or any more seconds to our lives. But with these strategies, we can finally be able to say, time is on my side. Until next week, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me honors, loves, and respects the light in you. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Mom and a Mic podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page. NickStang123 on Instagram or at NickyDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today or if you just want to be kind, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Remember, be strong, be encouraged, be loved.